Woo the Woo podcast. Everything WooCommerce. Hey everybody, Bob WP here and do the woo. Another podcast, another podcast down, I should say. Uh, many of them coming out one after another. And for this one, I bring in a co-host to just chat about some stuff from WooCommerce, e-commerce, whatever comes to our mind. And of course, I had to have Cody Landfield in because Cody has been on my other podcasts. And I'm sure you're probably going to be hearing his voice on this one every so often. Hey, Cody. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. And, uh, you know, I, let, let's just kind of start with giving your, um, a little bit about yourself in the nutshell, what you're up to lately, and then we'll kind of dive into some, some woo. For sure. Yeah. And it's been a busy start to the year and, um, we in Modefect have just been focused on solving, providing a lot of solutions for clients who have challenges with their stores and just their business in general. So it's been interesting to kind of uh, take that journey with them. Uh, we also, in effect, just brought on a new partner who is a, a local e-commerce consultant with over 17 years of experience. So that's something that uh, we're really excited about. Yeah, I, I did see that announcement. Thought, okay, pretty cool. Saw saw the picture, the the welcoming pose that you and Raquel both had with your um new partner. So yeah, pretty exciting. So just um, cruising right along. And, you know, one of the things I, I kind of thought about talking about a little bit, and I think it's both of our, it's, we're big both on content. And when I was talking in another podcast, we got talking a little bit about blogging. And I've talked about this with a few other people, blogging in e-commerce stores and, you know, whether they should do it or whether they don't. And, you know, what do you, when, you know, as an agency, when you're going in and talking to, you know, it depends, it really doesn't matter, you know, small stores or, or bigger shops, are you typically finding that a lot of them are already blogging, they're not blogging, and you feel like they should be, and you try to convince them? What's, what's kind of the overall uh, landscape with your clients as far as actually creating, you know, up-to-date content via a blog on their online store? Yeah, good question. So our biggest store actually is pretty uh, doing a pretty good job on their blog. They have a huge social following, push out a lot of things through Facebook and Instagram and use email marketing. And I would say that it's hit or miss. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. companies are just maybe just using a different source of uh, a different source of, you know, information or a different avenue to drive traffic to their stores. Mm-hmm. And some stores do a really good job on blogging. Like I know Redheaded Hostess, we did a case study with them with WP Engine just uh, just at the close of last year. And they've, like I said, they've done a great job with the blog. They do uh, a lot of content and uh, it does really well for them because they, What's interesting is they actually started out as a blog and then eventually became a store. So they've oh. always kind of had that component. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. Is it, do you think it's a little tougher on the um, small store scale just because 
they maybe don't have the resources to blog, you know, whether it's, you know, themselves just running it or they're trying to think of how can I produce content? I just got to keep this store online. Uh, or do you find again, it's really more or less, you know, what their, what their needs are, or if they really understand the importance of content? Well, yeah, it's a good question because the, the biggest thing is a lot of small stores that have very few employees, they're just trying to keep things running efficiently. So, and in most cases, well, in a lot of cases, I should say, they don't have a writer, uh, somebody who's, who's really taken that on. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we've written articles about this. It could only serve your business to have somebody who's actually focused on blogging, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not something that, that, um, they are, uh, a lot of stores are diligent with for sure. Yeah. And I, and I think do, sometimes I, I look at them and I think, are they a little too concerned or, or kind of a little bit tentative because they're, they're in a position where, okay, we have, you know, X amount of products and how do we actually convey this to our customers on the blog without it sounding like a big ad, you know, Hey, here's our whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's just basically um, their product taken and kind of twisted into a post, but really doesn't provide the reader with anything more than, Oh, okay. That's another one of their products. And that's what this does. I could have read that on their product page. So they probably have that balance or they kind of wonder what is, I mean, you know, storytelling, uh, using testimonials, whatever the case may be of kind of struggling with that, what the content should look like. Yeah. I think in, you know, you hit some of the key points of how stores should be writing their blogs or, or writing content for their blogs. I think though the, the main thing is just having a strategy. I mean, if the store can afford it, find somebody to, to kind of take over that content strategy, somebody who's not inside of your business to start and provide the right type of content that's going to just be really get them, have the most legs. Because the other great thing about content, and Bob, you and I understand this well, is a, is a really good piece of content. You can kind of take it and chunk it into pieces put it on Instagram, uh, separate it out and get a lot of legs out of it, especially when you're not just your sole purpose is dry, trying to drive people to the URL of the blog post. Um, there are so many opportunities, especially with people who are online browsing, window shopping, what have you. Uh, you could take pieces of that content and do so much with it. Do you find that any are any of them looking at... This whole change, you know, God, and it's like Facebook changes a billion times, it seems like, and they're always deciding their algorithm's going to do this. And now it's it's like the, um, you know, certain content isn't showing up as much. Um, you know, everybody says uh, pushing more towards ads and the content, you know, people that have pages and these, some of these, I'm sure there's online retailers now. I don't know if you know of any or have any in your um, client base that have really built a fairly, you know, good following through their pages, but now they're kind of starting to stress out about 
this new algorithm and is their stuff really going to show up in there without them having to pay for sponsored or ad space on Facebook? Any thoughts with that or anything you've experienced? Well, there's definitely pressure all around with all social channels because it's, it's hub and spoke. And I mm-hmm. think that's the, the biggest thing that uh, companies kind of uh, will get a little bit uh, challenged with. And that's what WordPress is so great for because there are, there's an opportunity for you to really just take control of your content and have it be drive, driving everybody back to the actual domain of your website. So all that to say, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, or Pinterest, or whatever, uh, Instagram, whatever social channel drives most traffic to your blog or your, your store, uh, I think the key thing is just making sure you're doing it right on your actual site. And then secondly, uh, worrying about what other social channels rules are and whatnot. Right. Now, speaking of content, and this is interesting because I just uh, had um, Morton on talking about Gutenberg and e-commerce. Uh, Morton's, you know, a big, um, been really involved with the Gutenberg uh, I don't know what I want to call it, Gutenberg drama, Gutenberg story, the Gutenberg involvement. Um, it's, it's crazy. But as an agency, and I, I think this is where, you know, I step back because it kind of, you know, I'm, I'm in this space where I don't have clients anymore and I'm not training. So I'm, I kind of go with the flow, but I look at, you know, developers, plugin developers are looking at it and I understand what they're, uh, you know, concerns are or what they have to do as an agency. How, because part of me, I mean, you do quite a bit of, you know, e-commerce and we're talking about blogging and WooCommerce. How are you preparing as an agency for Gutenberg? Yeah, um, I think it's education first, really just letting people know exactly what to, to their, they need to be expected to do, what changes are coming. But with E-commerce is a little trickier because when stores are, or rather when websites are for, are foremost stores, uh, they tend to be behind the curve a little bit on the updates, a little bit behind the, the bleeding edge on things. Mm-hmm. So WooCommerce and, and Gutenberg, I think that's a little bit of a slower run than maybe just most sites that are for marketing or sites that are dedicated to only publication. Right. So, um, you know, it's important. It's something that, that we get questions on all the time. And it's something we're trying to educate our clients about. But at the same time, it's something that all e-commerce clients, I can say specifically WooCommerce clients are, are kind of gingerly making their way into. Okay. So do you think, and and I'm going to just play, because I haven't actually, I mean, when I talked to Morton, it was the first time I'd really talked about Gutenberg, I guess publicly, I I have actually I've, I've waited. I'm going to. Um, I don't know if I think the post will have been out by the time this podcast is out, but I'm going to for the very first time dive into Gutenberg. I've just been sitting back because it's been kind of like uh, you know I don't so I don't know besides everybody telling me what it's doing. So do you think? Do you feel, or is Gutenberg going to be part of, in WooCommerce, is it going to affect the actual product pages or not? Or is that something we don't know? Or have you 
have any indication of that? Gosh, I, uh, I'd love to give a sure and certain answer on that, but I personally have not been digging into it myself either. I know okay. our team members are, are, are digging into it and I know that they're a little bit uh, more up, uh, up to date and it's something I'm making my way back to as well. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you know, I, I don't, I don't yet know if that, that is the case. So it's, it's a good yeah. question. And maybe somebody listening out there, you can, uh, you can tweet at both of us and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, it seems like I've heard, you know, I don't know, bits and pieces, but I haven't heard anything divisive and it, it may be, you know, maybe still up in the air, but I, I did uh, mention with Morton, I was, I was thinking, okay, I wonder how the only kind of potential maybe effect I would see with e-commerce sites, especially using WooCommerce or whatever, I, basically any e-commerce site with WordPress is those people we were talking about before that are kind of kicking and fighting to go into blogging, you know, and you finally talk them into it and they finally, okay, now I've kind of got it down and maybe, you know, they haven't hired somebody. Maybe they're at a space where they're doing some regular or fairly consistent blogging themselves. And suddenly we throw this new thing in this new, you know, in the end, whether it's, you know, we can say potentially long run, it's going to be great. But for them, it's like suddenly, you know, we had to twist our arm to get into blogging and now they're going to have to learn a new way and a new, um, basically a new learning curve. And I, I sometimes wonder if for some of those reluctant bloggers that were harder to get going, if it'll be something like, oh God, now I have to learn something else. And if that might, you know, be a barrier for some of them. Yeah, that's, that's a concern of mine too. I mean, I think that just like I mentioned before with companies not necessarily having somebody in-house who's an expert, I think that can also be uh, left to having somebody outside of your company uh, be able to assist with that, especially if your company is at a certain point of, of health, uh, revenue-wise, or been around for a certain amount of years to be able to do that, because then you're really going to get uh, a good opportunity to get some return on investment there. Right. And speaking of new, I know that WooCommerce 3.3 came out and it's a minor release. So it's not like anything that's, you know, blowing our minds or um, we're just raving about, but I did notice there's a few things. I don't know. Have you looked at any of the new stuff and anything, uh, any of the um, like, I think there's about four new features, anything that you're thinking, Oh, finally, or, or, or this is, you know, it may be a minor release, but this is a cool, cool um, thing they've updated. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that we're most excited about helping our, our clients with is, um, you know, trying to take advantage of all of those, uh, features that come into play with regards to say with tagging. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing a little bit of reading on the release today uh, or even a little bit while back. And, you know, some of the tagging I think is, is um, done a little better. And of course, you know, some of the order screen stuff, the slight improvements, you know, I think um, those are going to really help the core of somebody's on, uh, business that runs online. So, um, you know, just, just 
some of those notifications and, and maybe having a way for people to quickly understand within looking at certain color codes and just being able to see that even somebody who's a little bit more uncomfortable with using WooCommerce or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they say there's a uh, better support for non-WooCommerce themes ability to set up number of rows and columns for your shop. Do you know how that plays into, I mean, you know, that's great for the small shop that opens up and they're maybe, you know, finally their theme will, um, you know, display it a little bit better, but does that really play into, and I, I'm, I know you're not, you know, you don't do this part within your company, but I know your company probably does a lot of theme customizations. Uh, Does it really, does that, does that affect you guys as far as, you know, doing a lot of theme customizations or is it just kind of, Oh yeah, well that's an option and it doesn't really play into what we do on the, you know, in the, the big picture of it. I'd say it would definitely help with regards to using or inheriting a store that was already built that perhaps their theme is not set up foremost for WooCommerce. That's going to make our lives a little easier as far as cleaning up some display flow. Um, Other than that, when we're involved in making a recommendation for a theme, it's always out of the box support uh, supported by WooCommerce or support WooCommerce. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's definitely going to be a help, but it's not something that's going to be, um, any type of, um, you know, any type of, you know, necessarily just a, a big, uh, you know, step up or a big leg up for us and providing solutions. All right. Now I'm, I'm thinking back on a little bit of what I've been, um, having, uh, cause I'm kind of doing a, a whole bunch of podcasts here and I had um, Scott Bollinger and uh, Patrick Rollin pull together a, a video talking a little bit about what they thought was kind of predictions of e-commerce in 2018. And I know, you know, those are, yeah, well, you see them all over the place, but I always like to get people's perspectives. And I thought since I have you on, do you have any, do you have anything that you're thinking that, um, is around the bend here in 2018 that's that's really going to make a larger effect and not just in WooCommerce, just in e-commerce overall or any products or uh, anything that comes to mind that you you want to share your you know give the Cody um crystal ball for 2018 yeah um i think user experience is more important than ever and in a world where we're moving beyond just launching a store and making making money on your store. There are things that a more experienced business that's really trying to get noticed and really trying to get users to convert more that need to be focused on. So when I say user experience, that's a broad term. It's not necessarily very specific in the sense that, you know, if you're focused on user experience, you're gonna have a better conversion rate on your store. I think it goes, you know, more specifically into how your single product pages are laid out, uh, what type of navigation you have on mobile. I think mobile is everything. Um, keep in mind, e-commerce continues to be just a, uh, you know, just a absolute force with 
more and more people being more comfortable to buy things without knowing anything really on an ad on Instagram or Facebook. And they're getting taken to these, these pages where, you know, th- there's one chance to get somebody to buy a product. And I've been there myself. I mean, I, I clicked on this ad last week and, you know, honestly, I, you know, you just, you can really lose somebody quickly, especially with the opportunity to just get them once, or even if you get them to come back again with some type of opt-in or retargeting or whatnot. So my whole point with that is user experience is so important, more important now than ever, because you want to make sure that it's just all of the barriers for people to be able to convert and buy products on your store are taken away. And like I said, it's not just about single product pages. It can be about category pages. It can be about even things on your uh, on the front end of your store, your homepage, uh, even within your blog. You know, I know blogs are so important with perhaps showing somebody a product and then retargeting somebody with a blog to try to convince them. But yet, when they're in that blog, how do you really get somebody to convert easily? It's mm-hmm. it's it's all in the science of user experience. So that I think that's. For me, I know that's not, it's probably not like a, not an answer like Facebook Messenger bots or something that's very like software based. I think it's just getting better at um, engaging with users. And it's still shockingly so, you know, based on the store's uh, maturity or based on a business's maturity, it's still really appalling that, that so many stores just neglect a lot of conversion rate optimization and user experience things that are just glaring on their site. Right. And, and I mean, it makes sense to me because as competition gets crazier on the, on the web, especially in the um, commerce space, it's, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've landed on, I mean, when I go to Amazon, it's like, okay, Amazon, I'm here. I, you know, buy so much on there. Bam, bam, bam. I know how to move around things, you know, it's all familiar to me. It's um, probably, you know, user experiences um, up there in the top, whatever, as far as how they have everything. But how many times I go to a news site and the user experience, it's like, I just get to a point where it's like, what happened? You know, where, where, how did I get here? Or what do I do next? Or, or yeah. And it's, you know, unfortunately it still is going on and, I think that you're right. It's just, it seems to be a constantly evolving piece, um, with, especially with e-commerce when you're banking on people to actually buy something. Right. Well, and you brought up Amazon. Uh, I did a talk in 2016 in Los Angeles, and there was a guy who stood up and said that there are around 130 tests simultaneously running on Amazon at every, every, at every point in the day. Wow. So, you know, you, you just see that, that it's, it's a constant moving. It's a living organism. Yeah. People that are, or rather people that are using systems, no matter what you're using your, your, uh, site for your, uh, you really need to pay attention. Every store, no matter what platform you need to pay attention to these things because you're really trying to sell the humans and humans need to respond. I mean, every barrier needs to be taken away. Exactly. You know, speaking of user experience, I just had to share, and I don't know if anybody um, listening has seen this. Uh, I, I ran across an article on, I think it was e-commerce times, and it's about the, and I don't know if you've seen this, where they have, Google has this ad mute option, and it's basically 
for those times when I, I think it all drives us nuts. We bought something, we have it, and then we go to other sites and that ad keeps popping up for that particular product. And it's like, you just, you know, you talk to the screen and say, don't you realize I bought this? And it, it, it gets, it kind of drives people nuts or it's, it's like, you, is there some way to do this? Well, they've done this mute um, option, but what, and I don't know if you've actually seen it or anything. Cause I, I called up the article, but you, in order to mute, you do have to go in to your settings or something and you have to say, um, you know, I don't want to see this anymore, you know, get rid of this. And because it ends up being in a current reminder ad or something. And I'm, I'm wondering, it's a great concept and it's great, but who's really, are you really going to be so frustrated that you spend the time to go and mute it? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, would you do that? I, yeah, I don't know. You kind of need to really be driven to do that. I mean, if it's easy to do, I, I feel like I've been seeing that pop up here and there, even just today. Yeah. Um, so while you and I were thinking about it, Google's already putting it in front of us. How funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's what I'm thinking about. You have to be, I mean, and, and that's what's interesting about a lot of these solutions is, and that, and it's probably, maybe it's the only way they can do it. You know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know the technology behind it, but sometimes the solutions seem like more work than it's worth. And you think, it's like Facebook with a lot of their stuff, you know. Yeah, you can stop this, but you have to dig, you know, within their settings and go here. You usually have to Google it first to even figure out where it's at. And um, we we want to make – it's almost going back to that user experience that you said. We want to make that better, but sometimes by making it better, we're just adding more levels to eliminating the problem. And I don't know if that's, um, you know – really works in the end or maybe they do that for that particular reason i don't know uh you think (laughs) i think i think it makes sense i mean you want to make google can you imagine if google was just making it really tough for ads to be seen on their on their platform i mean why would they do that they're making i mean such a big part of their business is ad revenue same with facebook so it's not going anywhere. It's going to yeah. continue to get more sophisticated, more integrated. But to satisfy a savvy amount of people like us who are very comfortable in our web browsers and the setting screens on our web browsers specifically, you know, that that option is available. But for the people that we're targeting with our stores and whatnot, probably not the same audience, I would say, unless for some reason we're selling to a very sophisticated audience. Right. And I think for me, it's, you know, I, I look at this option and I think, well, yeah, you know, if, if I have the time when these times, if it gets annoying enough, but I also have learned to really tune out a lot of stuff on the web. I mean, if some, some ads yep. popping up all the time, it's like, whatever, you know, I just, it's kind of like comes with the territory and I, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it or, or deciding it's making my life more miserable. I just um, ignore it and move on. So. Yep, that's all you can do sometimes. Yeah. So, um, anything else going on um, with you that before we sign off here that um, people should know about, or anything exciting in the world that you've um, seen that you want to share? Just you know that we have John Morrison who's officially joined Modifex. Like right. I said, he's 
really excited. This has been a long time coming and we've already been working together on multiple projects and have kind of been taking a slow approach to partnering up. But I'm excited because John, who is our new partner in Motifact, he's got a really good wealth of consulting experience and specifically e-commerce scaling experience with building larger stores on different platforms. So it kind of brings a lot of different perspective to WooCommerce and specifically just to e-commerce as a whole. So with that, we want to diversify. We obviously want to grow our company and we want to be more valuable and, and, and provide more solutions for our clients. So that's really exciting for us. And then also just, you know, looking ahead at the the year, I know we're looking forward to WordCamp in Miami. Uh, we'll be sharing uh, some things on the e-commerce track there. And um, other than that, you know, just, um, yeah, just uh, continuing to help our clients. I mean, just the same old, same old, you know? Yep. yep. And I, I may make it to Miami. It's kind of up in the air right now. There's some things I may get involved with. So I, 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 I commit and then I kind of, mm, so we'll see, but if we did, you know, I'll definitely be bugging you and um, hanging around and making a nuisance of myself if I'm there. So you can expect to, um, you can look forward to that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you get a chance to make it out, Bob. Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. It's kind of from one corner to the other corner of the U.S., so um, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a trip, but but no big deal. So, well, thanks, Cody, for coming in and chatting. Of course, and I I know we'll be having you back. I'm gonna um, just kind of keep finding interesting stuff to talk about in the woo space and um, also in the e-commerce space. So again. Uh, Take care and we'll see you around. Sounds good. Take care. To help us to keep bringing new content through our blog and podcasts, consider becoming a Bob WP backer. Just visit backbobwp.com.